your life you should be living your life so it does feel like a movie like that a lot of the times like when i like got laid off or like didn't get the job it's like okay that makes the movie a lot better this is for the others out there the other ambitious people who want to play at a higher level in their life it's time to get curious and get real join me and together let's find the others Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Find the Others podcast. New episodes dropping every Sunday. I'm your host, Joshua Church, and a pleasure to have you here as always. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you can get the notification when a new episode drops. And if you're enjoying the podcast, share it with a friend who might also be into it so we can continue to spread the good word and grow our tribe of the others. Man, you are in for a treat today. We've got a great conversation queued up with Chad Sonkin. Chad is truly one of a kind. If you have the pleasure of knowing him, then you know. If you don't, you're about to find out why. Chad moved across country to LA without having a job lined up to pursue his passion and hasn't looked back. He was one of the first 100 employees at the electric scooter startup Bird, which was the fastest company to reach a valuation of $1 billion ever. After being part of the 30% of the workforce to get laid off at the start of the pandemic, Chad has not skipped a beat and now leads a sales team at Cloud Kitchens, the newest venture of the former CEO and co-founder of Uber. We talk a lot about winning the day, everyday inspiration, betting on yourself, turning obstacles into opportunities, building valuable relationships, and how to play and win the game of life. A worthwhile follow on Instagram, at SonkyBomb. Buckle up. Here is Chad Sonkin. Chad Sonkin. <laughs> We're here. We made it. We made it. Oh, uh, it's so good to see you, bro. Thanks, bro. I'm so happy to have you on this podcast. I'm very happy to be here. It's about time. Yeah. We, we've had some people. We've had the people have mm-hmm. spoken. We've had some people that have been particularly waiting for this episode. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> but it's uh, it's definitely great to uh, to be here with you and connect back up in LA, back yeah. up in the old stomping grounds. Mm-hmm. Kind of Feels a, good to have you back up here. Thank you. In the yeah. stomping grounds. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. It was fun just driving to get coffee this morning, passing by our old place to both of our both old places the, the, the last place that we lived in before this for two years right mm-hmm. and then the previous place where mm-hmm. i was there for two years and we were together with um our other buddies for a year mm-hmm. right a lot of nostalgia a lot of nostalgia, lot of nostalgia. It, it felt a little bit like driving back to like an old college town a little bit for yeah. me did it feel that way for you at all even dude though? it did especially in your especially in your car yeah and then when we picked up rye like that that felt good it felt yeah. good it felt yeah. right it's cool it, it's like it's something that i feel like i've come to take less and less for granted we always knew like the relationships with our friends that we have are super special but mm-hmm. i feel like the older we get the more meaningful that those relationships become would you would, would you agree with that yeah man i mean we the the time we get together becomes more meaningful um and we really appreciate it but we always knew it right like even back then when we were like living with each other we're like this isn't going to be forever. Like we're going to look back on this the same way we look back on college and be like, wow, I remember 208 and wow, I remember like 1538, our old apartments. And, and we, and we knew that would come and, and we were so in it. Like we were so in it. We, we cha- always challenge each other to be so presently there. Yeah. And, and we really were, and we were always grateful. But even then, man, like you can't possibly like, take it into full even when you are taking it into full yeah um yeah but i that, that, that it was it was beautiful it really was yeah. we and we we always did that too we would always yeah. be like yo let's just like take this moment yeah. real quick and just yeah. like let's like just be here for a yeah. sec like snap back to mm-hmm. the present mm-hmm. that made it makes it so worthwhile yeah it's everything yeah so okay let's let's take it back to to 208 as we say mm-hmm. which was the first apartment yeah. that we lived in that yeah. was a trip everything's boarded up down that's in Santa Monica right yeah. now that's yeah. crazy vibes right that was now. trippy I've not been down there in a little bit yeah. so it was weird yeah and that feels like a, a very long time ago so that was the first place that you came to in California, right? Yeah. Your first residence in California, yeah. down downtown Santa Monica. Yeah. Take me through that. Take me through what it was like showing up to that. I'm re- I'm recalling I'm recalling a conversation that you had with the pe- person delivering your my bed. Yeah, yeah. What happened there? Um, 
Dude, it, it's it's so it's so f- funny thinking back uh, on it. It's like, man, if I if I knew if I knew then like what I know now, I probably would have been even more scared. But like, um, you know, it all started when 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 I came and visited you and and, and Ricky Bodner, like first out here going to my my senior year of college and coming out here immediately like with you guys, like, um, and IP was there, um, and, and like being with these group of guys like being together like it felt right being out here felt right um there felt like loads of opportunity it felt exciting it felt fast and um I felt a lot of like purpose if you will Mm -hmm. when I was out here with you guys um maybe that was the place but I think mostly it was you guys um which like you know led to all of a sudden okay, I'm going to move out to LA. Like, yeah. you know, like... Did, did you, even when you like made that decision, because I feel like, I remember we were tossing a football, right? Yeah. And you kind of like realize, holy crap, I can I can do this, right? I could just do this. What was going through your head during that time? Oh, man, there's a, there, there's a, there was a lot going through my head at that time. Like it was a real, it was a crazy time for me because you're going to the senior year of college. A lot of people are like applying for jobs, like on LinkedIn, like they've done all these career fair stuff. And like, I didn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I mean, like yeah. I was not prepared for the real world in terms of like getting a job. I, um, you know, we, t- we, we always talked about like, we always felt the sense of like, we didn't know how, where, when we just knew, you yeah. know, we just knew. And that played a really big factor in like me moving out here. You kind of looked at me and you're like, I mean, dude, you can move out here. Like you're the like if you wanted to, like you could just choose to move out here and you could do it. I was like, I remember throwing the football to you on Venice Beach and being like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm gonna move <laughs> out here. And, and then it was just kind of that. And I, and I came and I went back home and I talked to my mom and, and my parents. I was like, I think I'm going to move out there. Like, I'm I'm going to go for it. Like, you know, at the time, like you and Ricky were having some ideas about working on stuff. And, and I bought into that. And um, I mean, sh- shit, that got me out here. So I'm so grateful for that, mm-hmm. no matter like what that turned out to be. And mm-hmm. I think that's the point of it, you know. Totally. Um, so I, 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 you know. A whole year of talking about it, like, I'm going to move out to L.A. I'm going to move out to L.A. What are you going to do in L.A.? I don't know. I'll figure it out when I get there. Like, what do you mean? Like, uh, pe- like what do you mean you're going to move out to L.A.? Like, with no job, like, with nothing lined up? Like, like I just was like, I'll figure it out. Like, I just got to get out there, you know? Um, and then, like, back to the question you asked, it's like, I'll never forget, you know, my parents dropped me off at the airport. It's beginning of July. And, um, I'm, I'm like on that one way ticket, my parents drop me off. They give me these big hugs, kind of hits you when you're at the airport. Like, I'm like, <laughs> holy crap. Like I'm getting on a one way ticket to Los Angeles. With no job. With no job. Like don't even know where I'm living. I've never been in this apartment before. <laughs> I get a call and like, and, and, uh, the guy is like, Hey, like I'm here with your mattress. Like I'm ready. I, I need you to come down and sign for it. I'm like. He's like, I'm across from the Pilates studio. I'm like, yo, like, I'm not out there yet. I don't even know what you're talking about. I've never seen my apartment yet, you know? Um, but it was like, it was a big thing of like jump and the net will appear, which I didn't realize. I didn't know that slogan yet, but we'll talk about bumper yeah. sticker slogans. Like, that's the way I live my life is through these like bumper sticker, like what Matthew McConaughey talks about, bumper sticker slogans um, and these catchphrases. But um jump in the net will appear, man. And I just kind of, you know, took faith in, into that and yeah. moved up, jumped and uh, moved into the 208 apartment. You were still traveling. Ryland wasn't out yet. And it was Danny and, and Ricky were still living in that apartment together. And that was phase one. Yeah, man. Yeah. You kind of like talked yourself into it almost. It seems like you had this idea. You came out and visited before senior. Year. You're like, yeah, I can move out here. And I feel like a lot of people have that feeling of like, oh, like I really want to do this or I want, but, but it was different with you. Like you, it seemed like over the course of the year, you kind of like just kept saying it over and over again. Yeah. I'm moving out there until like there was, you were almost like too deep in where there was no going back and you like, you kind of like had to. Literally what happened. You speak, when people say you speak things into existence, like that is the epitome of why I'm out here. I didn't have a plan and I didn't like go to these college career fairs and I wasn't interviewing. And like, I just kept saying like, I'm going to move out to LA. I'm going to move out to LA. I'll figure it out. I'm going to, I kept saying it over and over again that like all of a sudden, like my hands were tied. Like I had to move. 
move out to LA. Like I told too many people I was going to do it to like back out now. Um, but I think like that's the coolest part of it. And that's why like I always will continue to like talk a big game like that because shit got me to move out here and got yeah. me to where I am now by just overly saying it so much. Totally. Um, okay. So now you, so you land in LA, what's your mindset, right? Like what's your mindset to be like, okay, cool. I'm in this new city. I've, I've, I've spent maybe what, five days here in total. My parents mm-hmm. have never even been here mm-hmm. and I need to get some sort of income going mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. What, what's going through your mind at that point where you're like kind of starting like the page at page one, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm starting at page one and the mindset is like, whatever it takes, like whatever it takes. I was, I remember like I emailed Sean McVay, tried like a hundred different times. I had football coach of the Rams. Um, just like, kind of like, Hey, I'm, I went to Miami too. Like trying to get through to him, seeing if I could get an internship. I remember thinking like, I'll go camp out in front of like the Rams practice facility and just beg for a job. Game one was like, whatever it takes. Like I'm going to email everybody I know. I'm going to connect with everybody I know, see if they have, if, if they have any jobs or have anybody they connect me with. Um, you know, then like during that time, it took like, like the first month was just connecting. It was just like, I had some money saved up. I didn't need like income right away, Mm -hmm. but I knew I was going to need a job. So the first month was just connecting. Like, let's see who I can meet. Let's shake as many hands as I can. And let's meet as many people as I can. And that, and that's what I did. Then it kind of came time where it's like, okay, I, um, I got a job at Lululemon as like an educator. So like, I was just like on the floor at Lulu. Then I was also like working with this, like, through that networking, I met a guy who like sells turf mm-hmm. um, in Los Angeles. There's not a lot of grass. So like people have turf in their front lawn or in their back or or even like for like football fields. So I was like helping this guy sell turf and just like cold calling random people like, hey, do you need turf? And like working at an educator at Lululemon and, and then like networking. Like that's what I was doing. And it was like this whatever it takes mentality. Like I don't care what I need to do. Like all I need to do is pay rent and buy dinner and, yeah. and, and buy lunch. Like where, anything else was extra. Mm-hmm. Where, where did you develop that? Because like you've always had that very kind of competitive nature and that mindset. Like where do you think that mindset, like where did that develop for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean sports, absolutely. Sports, yeah. But like I'm a competition is, I'm a huge believer in, in competition. Like I run off of competition. Um, you know, there's this, I, I always like to say like, you know, I don't think you could ever compare yourself to anybody else in the world. Like if you start comparing, if I start comparing yourself, myself to you, like I would get lost. Mm-hmm. Or if, if I'm comparing myself to like my roommates or somebody else, like you get, like you can't do that. But like, that doesn't mean you can't fucking compete. And I'm not talking, and yeah, like I'm compete with you, sure. But like me versus me. Like, I'm like, I was always a competitor. I like J. Cole says, fuck good, we demand great. And like, that is something that, like, that drives me, that motivates me. Like, I, I'm, I'm here to compete. Like, I, I don't care about the, like, your limiting belief. Like, other people will, will constantly, like, put their limiting beliefs on you, um, tell you can't do something, or think, like, that is not the way to go about it. But at the end of the day, like if you're a competitor and you bet on yourself, like every time, like you have to have this, you have to have this mentality of like, I'm betting on me right now. Like I'm betting on me and I'm going to do whatever it takes. And it, it doesn't matter. Like you, you got to play like, like you play like your life is on the line. And, and that came from sports um, always because sports taught you that whether it's like competing for the starting job, whether it's competing against another team, like. Uh, that's like what sports taught you. I know I'm getting a little bit all over the place right there. You're but, on the place right there. Um, but you know that's like to me like that's what competition yeah is all about. And and how do you? I love that. How do you? How do you bring that fuel of competition into every day? Because I see you compete every day. Mm-hmm. Like you you listen to your high school football pump up playlist mm-hmm. as you walk to work in our old, mm-hmm. old apartment. Like mm-hmm. you would make sure that you were getting yourself to that place every day where you were showing up on one, ready mm-hmm. to compete with yourself, with other people mm-hmm. betting on yourself, like on a mission here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think that like part of that came from you moving to a different place and you had to kind of prove yourself? Like why, why do more people not have that? Do you think? 
It's a, yes, I love that question. I think a lot of it had to do with like moving here and like betting on myself. You had to develop that. And I do think more people have that. I think everybody has it. Mm. Actually, I almost am certain every single person in the world has it. I think I'm better. I might be like a little bit better at tapping into it and pulling it out of me than some people. But I know for a fact that every single person has it in you. You just got to find ways to pull it out of you. For me, like motivation, like like if we if we if we back it up for a second, yeah, let's back it up. The number one thing like that I pride myself on, and that we talked about back in two hundred eight, like first apartment, everyday inspiration. And at first, like we wrote that on the whiteboard and we circled that bitch and we circled, <laughs> circled, and we everyday inspiration. Like whatever it takes, you gotta get pumped up, fired up every day. And you know, I took that to heart in a lot of ways. At first, maybe that meant like watching ET videos every day, Eric Thomas, like motivational speaker that I loved or, or watching Tony Robbins speaker and just like getting motivated, like to go crush it, win the day, that win the day mentality. Um, but like everybody has that in them. Like it's the ability to get motivated and to get inspired. Yeah. And it's not going to be like one clear thing every day. Like you have, like you have to have different ways to get motivated, and you have to find different ways to get inspired. Like, for example, yeah, give me some examples. For example, like sometimes it might be like you know I'm I'm in sales right now, and and sometimes it might be as simple as like I pull up like the dashboard and see like I'm a little behind and not like the number one on in sales and i'm like it's that michael jordan mentality it's like well that pissed me off so like i had to bring it today um another example is like you know just like sometimes you have to use the fact that like you know uh, you have to have these like and most of the time like you have to have these whys like you have to have these reasons like and i have so many reasons and i have whys really really tied close to me that's like bigger than me that's like i'm not playing every day for myself like it's it's like it's like dedicating days to like a person sometimes. Like I think of my family, I think of my parents, I think of my best friends. I figure, think about like the people I can inspire. And I'm like, this is bigger than me. Like I got to bring it today because like these people are watching me. These people are counting on me. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not, but it fucking motivates me. So I don't really care. And then like, I mean, I think one of the most dangerous things a person can have is that fuck you watch me moment. I mean, if you're out there like trying to get somewhere and you don't have, and you haven't identified a fuck you watch me moment, you like slow down and like think about that. What do you for mean a fuck me you watch me moment? Like, like that moment, like whether it's a breakup, whether it's getting laid off, whether it's like not getting a job, whether it's someone doubting you, like you identify a moment and you, and where you're like, fuck you watch me, watch me go to work. Like, like, and, and, and that I have, I have fuck you, watch me moments, and I have strong ones, and I pull from that on a daily basis. Okay, to the, I'm need like I I'm gonna pull from that, and and that gets me fired up. Then like you know you put in your headphones, and I'm walking like by seven o'clock every day. I got my headphones in. I'm walking around this this uh this little block here and like i mean i i swear if my neighbor my neighbors see me and i'm like skipping sometimes like i find myself like jumping i'm getting so jacked up but like it's because i'm like thinking about either like this fuck you watch me moment i'm like okay today i gotta bring it because this is where i want to be this is what i have to do to get there and and i'm thinking about this person or i'm thinking about this situation or i'm thinking about this time i didn't get the job or i didn't or i got laid off or and i'm thinking about those things and i'm like watch me like watch me like you'll regret the day like you know what i mean yeah um and so like i think it's really important that like people have to have you and you can't just have like one level of like one thing you can't just have like just a fuck you watch me moment and you can't have just like a why like my why i can tell you right now is like my family my grandpa's a huge why to me and some days i take from a lot from that like that's all i need other days i need that fuck you watch me moment other days like i just need to see like my buddy like waking up a little bit earlier than me like lifting or, or in the gym or like or like doing work before me and i'm like Okay, that like you can't be doing like more than I am today. Like now I gotta go. So you need to like you you need to have a bunch of different ways to get motivated and a bunch of different things in your toolkit to use to pull to get you jacked up. And the hardest part of the day is like getting excited 
Like we, we talk about it too, like ride that lazy river. The hardest part of your day should be getting inspired, getting so incredibly motivated. And then once you hit that, man, the rest of the day just flows. Yeah. It, it just flows. It really does. I love what you're saying because it, it reminds me of, I, I kind of use a, di- a differentiation between motivation and inspiration. Mm-hmm. Like something that I always, as, and this, this conversation is clarifying this for me as well, but the work is motivating yourself to get inspired. Mm-hmm. Like the motivation has to come from like motivation takes effort yeah. to motivate mm-hmm. yourself. It takes effort to do, mm-hmm. but inspiration it's, it's like almost opposing forces in a way. Yeah. Your motivation is very external. It's like push it's mm-hmm. go, go, go. Inspiration is a pull. It's like a calling to do something. It's, it's feeling pulled yes. to do something. Yeah. So what, what I'm hearing you say is that you've got to motivate yourself every day to get on that inspiration train that will ride you through the day. Yes. And and it takes different things. There's mm-hmm. different tools that you use to motivate yourself. But do you find that once you motivate yourself to that point of inspiration, that the that the rest takes care of itself? The day flows from there. It, it, exactly. Once you get to yourself to that level of inspiration, the rest of the day flows. And that's because like you you're 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 playing at this higher level because like you have like it's for more than just you and 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 Yes, that that's exa- it's perfectly said. Of course, <laughs> awesome. How so, you do it. so the I love the fuck you watch me moment as well. That's something big. Does that change? Because like I'm just picturing you skipping, running down the street, like gritting your teeth, about mm-hmm. to run through a freaking wall mm-hmm. because you're so amped, thinking about these moments or these times, and using it for positivity, using mm-hmm. it for fuel. Does that change the way that your relationship to it when shit is going hard for you? Like, can you do future pace that? Do you see that? Like when you got laid off of Mm -hmm. your job Mm -hmm. at Bird, the startup company you were at, Mm -hmm. did you in that moment, did you, did you think this is going to help me like in that moment in real time? How do you future pace that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all, you know, it brings, it it brings it back to all this is like everything that we talk about that. I do that you do like it's a practice like it's stuff that I've been working on over and over and over again like for example like I cannot tell you the last time I use the word try like that's just like if you say try it's worse than saying the f word like you're swearing to me like it's disgusting the word makes me cringe you know like anyway so it's like you do you you have these practices in your mind that like the second I got laid off like my my thought was just this happened for me, not to me. Like like it was un unreal un insane belief of like yeah like you're like well you're there's shock like there's absolutely shock. I'm like damn like I don't have a job right now like I just worked at this company for two years like I just got another prom- promotion like things are going good. I was riding momentum here like it, it's crazy when I thought about it. I was like shocked, but like. This I'll never forget. Like I was like, this happened for me, not to me. I don't know how. I don't know why. But like I use these practices of like of these things that we practice of like that mindset and that mind frame. And I was like, oh no, I have unwavering belief. Like unwavering belief that like at this exact time, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. And that led to like, you know, less than twenty four hours later, getting a call from an old buddy at Bird and being like, hey, I have a job. Like. We're looking to like build our sales team. Like, do you want to apply? Like, are you still a bird? Like, I just wanted to reach out and I was, and it was just like, duh, of course, yeah. of course. Like, you know, I, I, it was funny cause I was like telling someone the other night is like, at first you don't want to jump on that first right. thing that comes to like, when I got laid off, I was like, I'm not jumping on the first thing that comes to me. Like, I'm going to take my time, like see what I really want, see what I'm really passionate about. Then when I kind of like identified those things and like I was interviewed and I was like, wait, duh. Yeah. Like, of course. The same thing happened with Bird though in the beginning. The same it's thing it's almost like her. it almost comes so easy. You're like, wait, hold on. This maybe this can't be this easy. It can't or be. like mm-hmm. there's I don't want to settle for this. But in reality, it's like, oh, this is actually just the next best step. I mean, that story was was, was pretty was pretty, you know, I fell ass backwards into that. All of these like things, the places I'm at in my life all came from like what at the time I thought were failures. So like, you know, like at first I was working at Lululemon, working at, with that turf guy and um, finally got an interview with like MVP sports group and I got brought on as an intern there. And I worked as an intern there for, for about a year. 
there's two others of us that like were very excited, very passionate, like just got out of college. Thought for sure we were gonna get these jobs, like we we're gonna get turned into jobs, and we did it. They basically like we're not extending your inter- like we can't hire you. We don't have that type of money, whatever. And um, I was pretty devastated at the time. I was like, damn, like I really want. I gave everything I had. Um, and then, so I found myself working back as a part-time worker at, just at Lulu and then connecting again. And then I'm connecting, I'm connecting. And we, you know, we, you and me ended up getting coffee with that guy, with Ken, who's an unbelievable guy. I met with him. Connector, total connector. Total connector. Like, like, you know, we were walking like in Beverly Hills with him and he's knowing everyone saying, I'm like, I want to be this guy. You yeah. know, he's saying hello to everyone, shaking everyone's hand. Barista at the coffee shop's like, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. And I'm like, that's what I want. Anyway, like we're sitting up there having this conversation and he looks at me and he's like, and like, I'm talking about, I, I was trying so hard to get back into sports. Like, I thought that's what I wanted to do out here. Like, like, you know, I thought, like, I moved out here to be in sports. If I don't do it, I'm failing. And, like, I'm failing myself. I'm letting others down. Like, I'm not talking my talk uh, or not walking my, you know, my talk. And um, he's like, Chad, Chad, like, let's slow it down for a second. This is after, like, two or three months looking to get back into sports and still wasn't finding anything. Um, and he's like, you know, why don't you go somewhere where, like, your energy and your passion is super appreciated? Like, like more in the startup space. And he's like, you know, he takes a second. He's thinking about startups. He's like, like, like those damn bird scooters that are all around everywhere, but like are blowing up. And we're like, I'm like, whoa, okay. And we get home and you send me the application. Like I, I, I didn't think much of it then, but you send me the application, the bird application. You're like, you should apply. Like, look, they're, they're hiring. So like I applied and like, I got the job and, um, at the time, like a little bit underwhelmed because I didn't think that's what I wanted. And I didn't know that was like my path, if you will. And that became one of the best things that's ever happened to me, you know? Um, and then grinding my, and then grinding my way through that and through that experience, um, you know, I found myself like in recruiting and like getting to recruit like software engineers and like getting to meet everybody in this like super high growth startup, like my work was touching desks with everyone from like the COO to like, it was awesome experience. I met some of the most amazing, incredible, brilliant people. Um, and then kind of realized I didn't want to be in recruiting. Like I didn't think that was what I was, yeah. you know, what I wanted yeah. to do. And um, just got like, so back to your question, like just got, just was starting off at this job Um got a new promotion to work on the new ventures team at bird i was going to be working on new ways that like we can make bird profitable on the new ventures team finally got and got into the sales role everyone my whole life's like should be in sales so i'm like stoked i'm pumped about it and then like boom like covid hits you know out of out of like nowhere i guess in my where i was like my blinders were up i didn't see it coming so um so like all of a sudden this happens and i'm like am I going to get this still going to be able to like go through, get this promotion and like, you know, just and like, but then, then to like just gratitude, like I still had a job at all to like all of a sudden like laid off. And, uh, and that, and that shocked me, you know, that shocked me for like two seconds. And then it was like unwavering belief that like this again happened for me, not to me. I'll never forget, bro. When you called me and you when you texted me and like you can pick up on energy when people are texting like if someone's texting you bad news you can feel it. if someone's texting you good news you can feel it in the in the in the connotation even if it's not like in the words mm-hmm. like you can feel the energy like mm-hmm. that's a real thing and when you text me you're like bro like are you around in five minutes got to chat i was like something amazing's happening yeah, yeah. i felt that yeah, and then you got yeah. on the phone you're like yo dude like you have a couple minutes i'm like yeah bro like what's up he's like i got some shit to tell you i'm like talk to hey, me yeah and you're like i just got laid <laughs> off i'm like what <laughs> and, and i i was just it, it threw me for a trip of just like oh my god I, I could sense that belief so when you're saying you really believe that that wasn't you weren't kidding and it was almost like all of the practice of of forming these beliefs of these mm-hmm. little moments mm-hmm. of like okay you hit the red light mm-hmm. or the coffee messes up your order or you spill this yep. or something doesn't go your way have that belief okay things are happening for us it's all working mm-hmm. out it leads up to like this big moment where you're like okay and yeah. then it's instant it just clicks in it, it was almost like 
I just saw opportunity. Yeah. Like the second I got laid off, like, I, you know, I, I, I was feeling like starting to get a little comfortable there too. And I like, I was like, you know, getting comfortable. I knew how to balance work and life. And like, I had it all like planned and I like, everything was just really, really good. And, and easy, almost like easily that like I was getting, a, I felt myself getting a little too comfortable. Like I wanted to be pushed more. And then like the second I got laid, I was just like, saw this opportunity. Like I was like, oh fuck yeah time to roll up my sleeves again and get back to it like get back to it like put in everything i learned put in all the experience i've been through use all the connections i've made and like now it's time to go again and like that got me pumped that got me excited and and energetic and 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 got me passionate and, and i found purpose i find purpose in that like getting to use those tools and and yeah, that's what was so damn awesome about it. Insane. Yeah, yeah. And while you were at Bird, I think it was really cool because it was really cool to witness from the outside perspective of how you just gamed, you gamed the whole thing there. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that people know, I mean, people who work at companies and, and whatever type of company know, like there's kind of like the silos, people stick with their teams mm-hmm. or whatever, but like you just showed up and you were just like, this is free for all. And I'm going to like get to know everybody here. I'm going to become best friends with the lunch lady. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm going to be friends. Yeah. I'm going to get to know everybody. Yeah. I'm going to shoot the CEO an email. Tell me a little bit more about like how you saw things open up when you took the initiative. Yeah. 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 Um, You know, dude, like first like week there as like, you know, first, like first week there, it's like quickly realized like, oh, this shit is a game. Like, <laughs> Maybe it was a different, like, maybe it was a different culture. Maybe, like, yeah. you know, that was, like, my first real job besides MVP, which is a small boutique agency. Now I'm at this company that, like, is growing so rapidly. We're hiring 20, 50 new people every Monday. Fastest company to a billion dollars in history. Yeah. Like, it was an insane startup. Insane, man. And, yeah. and, it, and it was unbelievable. But I saw, like, like, with that, I saw, like, a lot of opportunity. And I, I realized real quick, like, there was, like, people, like... You know, one of the really attractive things about Bird was like they were like, you know, one of the things that that happened was um, they were like, you know, I started off as like literally answering support tickets, like coming in, answering tickets to like gig workers and like doing support. You know, like if your AT&T phone is messed up or iPhone, you call them like that's what I was doing. Yeah. And, you know, that wasn't what was attractive. What Bird sold us on was like. There's so much room for growth. Like we're going rapidly. You can figure out what you want to do. And like a lot of people in the company, you know, everyone bought into that. Um, and what was so interesting and what I realized super quickly, I'll never forget, like being two months into this job and people are like, you know, two months in, we're all like recent college grads, like a lot of people from UCLA, USC, like, um, you know, just schools locally and, and some people from like other places, like our age, like there was a huge portion of like these support people and everyone's like, we were, we were told we were going to get that, like we were going to get raises like early and that we had like grow. And everyone's like, people started like getting super like mad and like started leaving and quitting or like just bitching and com- and like complaining about like, I, I like, we're only making like we were making like $17 an hour at the time. And like, they thought like people were expecting to get these like huge promotions within like two months. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Like, like I was like, I'm going to be patient, but like, I see why like people are getting upset because everyone's thought like it was just going to get given to them. You know, everyone thought they were going to get given to them. And what I saw was this opportunity to like go over to the COO and like introduce myself, shake his hand and ask to grab coffee and go to like the VP of like sales, go over, shake his hand, like, ask them to have coffee, go over to people in recruiting, shake their hand, like ask them to have coffee. And I just started connecting with everybody in the company that I could. And with that, like that was super, like in a lot of ways to back things up there, like, you know, and like we'll go into the guy ahead of brand partnerships and like ask him to have coffee. And I became like really good friends with with a lot of them. And and, and I got to learn a lot from them, but there's a lot of uncomfortable. Uh, that was super I, uncomfortable. I was gonna say, like, you're you're a personable guy. Yeah, and you're a people person. So someone listening might be like, "Well, it's easy for him because he's an energetic, personal guy." But yeah. like, was it? I mean, I can imagine. Was it was it uncomfortable still knocking on the COO's door and shaking his hand or going up to people? Like, do you feel discomfort in those so situations? It, still? It's, it's super. It was super uncomfortable. Um, but that's how I knew it was right, and that's how I knew I had to do it. Because like on the other side of fear, like 
is the greatness. On the other side of that uncomfortability, on the other side of that fear is where the greatness comes, is where the growth comes. Literally, you have to get through that. So like, you know, like I remember like reaching out to the head of brand partnerships who he did, like he worked with the athletes and the entertainers and like got them birds and like, and like got to work with all of them, but still worked at bird. I was like, that sounds sick. So like, you know, I'm like, I remember like, being like, okay, like I'm going to go. Like I was like all day, I was like waiting for the right time to like approach. Like I kept like, I was like looking at him, like every move I was like, should I like go run it? Like pretend to run into him in the kitchen or like, should I run into him in the bathroom? You know, like, like just like kind of playing it out in my head, how I wanted to do it. And, but like, it was scary, man. Like going up to these people that like, you know, I'm 22 years old and like this guy, like they're like 29, 30, like very like at these like like the VP of brand partnerships, like successful people, but like, like felt really important at the time to yeah. like where I was looking. I'm like, I'm like scared to death a little bit to go over and introduce myself. And, and, but that's how I know I had to do it. Like I had to like, I don't want to say what I want, like grab my fucking, you know, and be like, let's like, go do it. Like, I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's scary. That's how I know I had to do it. And like, I got better and better at that. And it's the same thing I would tell anybody like, like who's like looking to network right now or connect with people right now. Like my little brother, you know, like he, he, um, he hit me up and he's like, cause he's starting to look for internships. And like, I obviously wanted to connect him with like a few people I know and, and entertainment and, and like, and like, cause that's like kind of what he's interested in. And I, and these are like my best friends. So it wouldn't, be, it would be easy for me to hit him up, but you know, as his little brother, I think he, as my little brother, I think he felt a little bit nervous. He's like, ah, oh, this feels a little uncomfortable. Like right. reaching out to your boys, like, Hey, can I get a job? Like, are you, do you have any internships? And I was like, I know that feels really uncomfortable. You have to lean into it. So like for anybody listening to this, like on the other side of fear is greatness. On the sure. other side of that uncomfortability is like where that growth comes. And that's how, you know, you have to do something is when you feel that. Were you ever surprised at what opened up just by asking or just by taking that first step? Yes. <laughs> and, I, and I saw this for you in college, too. You gamed college in a similar way. Yeah. Office hours. Tell me about office hours, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. I, <laughs> dude, I, I, I was like, you know, it, it's the same thing. It was like I was not a great student. Like I, like I wasn't the best at studying and sitting down and studying. And um, so like... Dude, I, I went to every, I might have skipped the class, but I went to their office hours. So when the teacher says, when the teacher has on the office first hours day, on the first day, On right? the first day of class, like the teacher's like, listen, I have office hours. I, I swear to God, every professor in the world says this. I highly recommend you guys come to my office hours. Like if you want to, like, if you need help, like, please use me as a resource because nobody really goes into these nobody. office I hours. I never went to, the one office hour I went to throughout all of college was to try to convince my professor to give, bump me up from like a B minus to a B or something. Yeah. Like that was it. And nobody, nobody goes in. Yeah. So I found real early, like after the first day of class, I went up to the professor, shook their hand, introduced myself. Always wanted them to know like, who I was but then I would always go to their office I went to every professor's office hours like at least once a week or twice a month like some professors I had stronger connection with others and I would go like there's one professor I went to her office almost every day but like in those situations like that's how I got like like it'd be like hey like I I don't think I can complete this paper on time but like like, can I get a few more days? And because like I would go to their office hours and showed I cared and showed like I was trying, like I shouldn't say trying, but I wanted it. Mm -hmm. They, um, they were like, okay, like, yeah, like, like I would go into office hours and the teacher would be like, give, like read questions from the exam <laughs> to like prepare me and to like study me. Like, okay, do you know this? Like, it was just a game. Man, is like you go into office hours and you build these relationships. You build these relationships with people and you show how much you care and how much you do want it. Like that will get you so far. That will make like that builds trust. Building those relationships, like people want to help people like that, that care and show that they want it. Um, and don't just like go through the motions. So. So that's so much of what I feel like differentiates you from a lot of people's you don't just go through the motions. And and I've talked about this a bunch on the podcast as well, but it's really about bringing that intentionality to everything you're doing, bringing that purpose and that awareness to everything that mm -hmm. you're doing. And I think that you do such a, a such a great job of that in everything that, it, that you do. Thank you. And you've been able to build some really incredible relationships mm -hmm. with people. Does it ever, <laughs> you know, Chad Sonkin is kind of like everybody's best friend, right? 
does it ever get a lot managing a lot of these relationships? Because you have a lot of these relationships. You, you're very close with so many people. How do you also still make sure, like, do you ever run into, how do, am I doing this to, to please someone now versus am I doing this for me? Or like, does that ever come to a head for you? Yeah, absolutely. Like, not to sound, not in a, like, a lot, like, I have, yes, I like, I have a lot of very close, meaningful relationships. Um, it's that you put in the effort. I, I put say, in the effort to, to, to keep those relationships. I, I do put in the effort because I believe, like, I mean, we learn so much from these relationships and each other. And, like, also, like, like, <laughs> you know, like, I, I'm a, I'm a big believer in that, like these relationships, like, like when they're meaningful, like, first of all, they go both ways. Like right. that, that was something I had to learn very early on. Like when you graduate college, like you start to realize some of these relationships, just like, you know, whether it's high school, whether it's college, like they start to dwindle. It's just like the way of life. Um, but it's like both sides of the ball. So both sides of the ball, like relationships that come both ways. I also had to learn how to like say no to other people to say yes to myself, mm. um, that, that was a big thing for me, dude. Like, you know, like it was really hard for me a lot of time, like, um, to like tell people like, I'm sorry, I can't do this. Or like, we're kind of just doing our thing tonight. Or like, I just need this time for myself. I had to learn, um, very early how to say no to other people to say yes to myself. Um, because I definitely do need alone time and I definitely need my own time to like, be be in my own head get motivated like work on my own things and like also just chill um but yeah dude like um you know at the end of the day like it's it's never it's never a burden to have like a lot of very strong relationships i would take that any day every day over like the fact that like you know, maybe I'm getting blown up, like hit up a little bit mm-hmm. more than like, like, like that. I can't, sometimes I feel like I can't deal with it and it overwhelms me. I just end up chucking my phone, but like, like it's, it's a great thing to like, I'm blessed and grateful, like for all of those relationships. And, and I count on all of the, just as those people and a lot of those people in those relationships count on me, I count on them yeah. for so many different reasons. Like, yeah. um, I'm very grateful for that. And, and, and at the same time, those people, like those relationships I have are a lot of my whys and a lot of the reasons like I hold very tight um, to to do what I do every day and to to be as driven as I believe I am and like to get to where I want to go. Um, and 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 I'm just and that and the COVID thing's been weird, interesting too, because like it, it prohibits you from like like it prevents you a little bit in the workforce. Like it would be so hard to do what I did at bird, like in a COVID Mm, era. mm -hmm. Um, which I also think is like, yo, like if you're on the damn zoom and you're like not showing your face and you're blocking your video, like don't do that. (laughs) Like (laughs) I I cannot believe them. Like sometimes like you wake up and like you're like to a meeting and like you're having a bad hair day. I get it. Like you could do that. But like, I can't, I can't believe how many people like don't show their face in Zooms or like that block the Zoom call or like, so it's a blank screen and like don't participate in meetings yeah. and stuff. And just like, kind of like want to like, you know, peel into the background and like the amount of people that don't have Slack pictures or like pictures showing their face. It's like, we're so scared of getting replaced with robots. Well, like you're turning into a damn robot. Like I just needed to say that like it. for so many reasons. <laughs> like, I can't believe that because like, you could still bring it in this COVID era. So like this COVID thing, it's like, it's scary. And like, I think a lot of people are like, you know, what comes next? Like we, we have no control. We, there's so much like uncertainty, but it's like, I think, but like control what you control, get on the screen, like be a freaking asset. Like if you're not great at your job, like at least bring some damn energy and excitement and ask questions. And, and like, if your boss tells a joke, I don't care if it's funny, like you laugh your ass off, like, (laughs) and you up tweet and like that, like, like go play the game, like go play the game out there. Like I'm shocked by how many people like, you know, like are sitting there, like, you know, like, like there's a lot of highs and lows during this COVID thing, you know? And like, I'm shocked how many people like, just like, are let like you know aren't taking advantage and controlling what they control of this situation um and and i and i think like i think like we could as a human race like we're going to be better off for this entire thing i don't think it i know it um and i i believe a lot of humans are going to be better because of this thing so like like i think we have to turn 
our narrative on this and and start and like people need to start adapting more to the situation um whether that's like in like and I'm talking now and I'm talking in your career like adapt to the situation and find out how to be an asset like during this sorry I got, got to. I got on that tangent don't apologize yeah. this is why this is what we have you here for yeah, man. Yeah, this yeah, is what the space yeah, is here yeah. for do you feel that your life is a movie <laughs> Just have to ask. Yeah. I, 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 yes, I feel like my life is a movie. Not to sound corny, but like if you're not making your life, if you're not living your life to be a fucking movie, like what the, what are you doing? Right? Like, what are you doing? Right? Yes, right. Like, Tell me got, more. What do you mean? It's got to be exciting. It's got to be riveting. Like you got to go through every emotion, like laugh, cry, be scared. Like your life, you should be living your life so it does feel like a movie like that the, a lot of the times like when i like got laid off or like didn't get the job it's like okay that makes the movie a lot better like that like every time like something bad happens it's like okay like the movie just got a little bit more interesting a little bit cooler like you meet someone like okay that, that movie just got a little bit better you get your heart broken like you have to overcome that the movie got a like it's we're telling these stories at the end of the day like I think like what we leave behind, like the legacy we leave behind is like the stories, our journey. And, and that's what's, that's, what's inspiring to me. Like it's obvious, it's an obvious, it's another bumper sticker quote, but it's like the debt, the journey is the destination. Right. And like, you know, we hear all of these things, like we hear all these bumper sticker quotes and we walk and we, and we see these, like, and we listen to this music and, and they're saying it to us and, and they, they're putting it on Disney channel when our kids like follow your dreams, like the journey is the destination. And we like, just like kind of brush right by it. But it's like, it's right there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, can, do you hear what you're listening to? Like, are you seeing what they're telling you? Like, are you listening to your favorite actor and actress? Like, are you listening? Are you hearing the music you're listening to? Like, they're giving it to us. Like we got to imp like, you know, like, like I think at the end of the day, like this, this thing called life, like it's not that it's hard. Life is very hard. I'm not saying it's not, but like at the end of the day, like there is a, there is a, there is a way to, to, to play the game, to play the game yeah. and to be happy and to like be successful and to, to learn from the people that are doing it and that have done it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Big time. Um, Big time, big time. So that's 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 a big thing for me. Very I cool. listen to a lot of music and I watch a lot of movies and I and I think I and I listen to a lot of podcasts and learn from like people like Matthew McConaughey and Joe Rogan um, and David Goggins and Tony Robbins and and I learn from them and I take what works and I implement it in my to my own life and I um and that's yeah that's. I love when the other day you were we were talking to uh, to a friend and he was just feeling a bit out of it. He was just like feeling a little bit, you know, down or just not motivated. And you just straight up. I, I think I heard the story from someone else, not actually from you. And, and and you straight up just said two questions, like without hesitating. You said two questions. What music are you listening to? And when was the last time you were in the ocean? <laughs> that was the two questions yeah. you asked him. Yeah, yeah, What yeah, was behind yeah, that? What yeah. was behind that rationale? Yeah, yeah. That, no, that's, Is uh, this a true story? Can yeah, that's a true story. Okay. That's a very true story. Because like, 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 it's like, to me, it's like the ocean is cleansing. Like every time I'm in there, it's like a rebirth, like straight up. Like the ocean cleanses everything. It feels like that. that's, that's where like, like humans and mother nature, like we meet and, mm. and, and at least to me, Love that. like, it's just like, yeah. it's like we meet right there. And what and does that bring you when you meet, when you feel like you meet mother nature? It's, in it's, that way? it's like a reset. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Man. It's like, okay. Like I'm on a rock floating in the middle of space, like in water, like gravity, like alien, like, I don't yeah. know, like, yeah. dude, like <laughs> what even is like, you know, you're in there, like you, whether it's on a surfboard or like, just like playing in the waves and you're like, what the moon is controlling these ways like what <laughs> right, right. like like at the end of the day like don't take like it also humbles you as fuck because like these waves are so powerful and it's like you have no control like you could lift as much weight as you want but like those waves will take you and pull you but at the same time it's like go have fun like don't take this shit so seriously play. like go play like like at, like we could we could work so hard 
and you could have so much drive in the world, but like with all the drive in the world, you still need gas. And like, go play, like, go take, like, don't take this stuff so seriously. Mm. Like, like, like live, breathe. Yeah. You know? And, and that's what the ocean does for me. And, and what music does for me, it's like, I saw a meme the other day and it was like this kid, like on the ground, like holding his knee and like, and it was like, and it was like a bandaid going over his cut. And it was like, what music is to my life. And, mm. um, I use music like when I'm sad. I use music when I'm happy. I, I use music to inspire me, to motivate me. I use music to just like calm me down and like, um, and just like give myself alone time. Like that's my meditation space, if you will. Uh, but like in the biggest way, like I study music. I list like I listen to music and I listen to my favorite artists, the lyrics, and I hear what they say and I listen yeah. to what they say, and. Like that one thing I just said, like with all the drive in the world, you still need gas. That's that's Big Sean. And like that's someone that's like came from nothing, like built his way and like he's doing it now. Like he's conquered, like like he, like I'm t- I'm sure he would say he's still learning and growing daily, but like that's a dude I look up to in, in so a many very ways. intentional way and in a very following a very specific yes. yeah. the same shit that we're talking about here, mm-hmm. the journaling, right? Mm-hmm. Like yep. <laughs> everything yep. that we're talking about yep. here. Yep. That uh, it's it's really amazing. I love what you're saying about the ocean is that reset mm-hmm. um as well. That's something for me that's just critical is it, it changes the way that you show up when you can remember like, oh yeah, we're human. Oh, yeah. We're human. Mm-hmm. We're human beings mm-hmm. floating on a rock in space. Like that always humbles me in a way that just, it, it equalizes everything. Cause it's like, okay, cool. Like I really can't fuck up too much today. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? At the yeah. end of the day, like we're okay. It's okay. Nobody really knows what's mm-hmm. going on here. And we're just all doing the best we can yep. with all that we have. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And that reset helps kind of take a weight off and just, it allows you to show up a little just- bit. A little bit easier. Absolutely. Breathe a little bit easier. Breathe a little, a little bit, bit easier. easier at night. And like, don't, don't, don't take this shit so seriously, yeah. man. And like, just like, go be you. Like, go spread it. Like, go spread love. Go spread happiness. Go, go play. And like, and at the end of the day, dude, like, in your career, in, in your relationships, like, all you could do, like, my dad said this to me when I was so young, like, playing football. It stuck with me forever. He's like, I don't, like, I think we lost. Like we, I like lost, we lost a football game. I was super upset at the time. Like, you know, you're like yeah. a little kid and he's just like, if you could look yourself in the mirror and be like, you gave it absolutely everything you had. You left it all on the field. It's very classic. Like that's something a lot of people would say. Like another bumper have, sticker. Yeah. Another bumper sticker. And then you have nothing to be like upset about. And like, I live life in that exact mantra. Every like, day. Every day. You just sell like, that to a daily basis. Yeah. Wake up. I'm going to leave it all on the field. Today. I'm going to leave it all on the field. And like, I'm not going to take it so seriously. I'm going to go play. I'm going to go have fun. I'm going to go motivate my teammates. I'm going to go like want to kick this guy's ass across the line for me. But at the end of the day, like I'm having fun. I'm competing. I'm motivating other people. I'm leaving it all out there. And like, that's, that's how I live my life. Like, Hey, good job today. Like, are you guys looking at, like, maybe look at yourself in the mirror a little bit more and talk to yourself a little bit more in the mirror. Like, that's a sales technique. Like, go, like, if you don't think, like, go look in the phone, go look in the mirror as you're on the phone call and, like, that's how you know if you're bringing it. But, like, Mm. I'm serious, like, in terms of life, like, also, like, go look at yourself more in the mirror and just, like, talk to yourself a little bit, like, show some love. Um, At the end of the, and, like, another, like, you know, it's all just, like, in here it's all mind game it's all it's all just like what's in between our ears like how what we put in here Mm -hmm. um the ocean's crazy too because i had this vision of you like surfing in the ocean getting tossed around by these big pacific waves you were not always a fan of the ocean my friend when you first came out here and we were out there surfing playing in the ocean no i'm good up to my ankles you wouldn't go and past your ankles what what shifted there for you how did you get over that on the other side of fear is greatness and i was like i gotta get over this fear like this is stupid if i die by a shark what a cool story my movie is (laughs) yo that kid died by a shark but he was crushing it until then like that's a pretty good movie like it ended a little bit short but like also like Like, I do have, like, belief that, like, that isn't the way. I'm scared yeah. of sharks. And at the end of the day, like, I do have belief that's not the way I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, someone, we were, we were talking about, we were talking about, we were talking about, like, not to get dark, but we were talking about death. Death doesn't day. have to be dark either. I, 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 to my point, yeah. to what I, I th- like, I was like, I could, if I was to die tomorrow, like, I, I would be at such... That would it would like yes it would be like it would kind of suck like yeah. I have more I feel like I have more I want to give but like like 
I'm so, I'm so, I'm filled with so much gratitude and with so much love and really like feel like I am living my life like to its fullest, to the best of my ability. Like I could look myself in the mirror and be like, you did everything you could to like live today, you know, type, type situation. Like if I like, and I think like part about what's so cool being on this podcast and like what you're doing with this podcast is just like inspiring other people to find the others like if i was to die today i I think there would be like 20 30 people that'd be like i'm gonna i gotta be my absolute best self because that's what chad would want Mm -hmm. me to be because like i have to go Mm -hmm. live to the highest ability of my life because that's what this chad would want me you know and like i would like to do that before i am dead yeah you know or die like inspire people like that but um i think at the end of the day like you know that's what's so that's the stage that you're giving people. It's um, it's fascinating. I, I all these conversations I've been having on the podcast so far, a theme that I can connect with all these people that are really inspiring and mm-hmm. sharing these amazing messages and living life in in an aspirational way, inspirational way, I might add, is um, and and they've over everybody has overtly said this as well. There's there's this almost this peace or this lack of fear of death, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting that to me. That is really interesting. Because it's almost like living your life with like uh, so open and also having what that means to me also is that you have to have faith in that there's something there's you have to have faith in something. You have mm-hmm. to have faith in a bigger thing going on here. You have to have faith yes. in purpose, in divinity, in something whatever it is, if you call it God, if you call it Mother Ocean, yep. if you call yep. it Mother Earth, mm-hmm. whatever it might be, the mm-hmm. universe, the vortex, but having this faith in something else it, it just, it takes a lot off your shoulders and allows you to show up and, and just trust that there's more going on here. And I, mm-hmm. I read in a book once that there's this idea, this concept of the um, hedge of thorns, mm-hmm. meaning that we're all wearing this like invisible hedge of thorns mm-hmm. that protects us from death mm-hmm. until it's our time. Mm-hmm. And we have to surrender to when our time is. Mm-hmm. That's not in our control, mm-hmm. but we have to know that like we are here until we fulfill our purpose yeah, here. Yeah, and once we yeah. fulfill our purpose mm-hmm. here and hey, you know what? And, and our purpose can be fulfilled and I have to surrender to mm-hmm. understanding like mm-hmm. it could be today for me mm-hmm. and it could be in a horrible way, mm-hmm. but I have to have faith and trust that like that it is that purpose. And when yep. I'm connecting with some people who have had family members that have passed in traumatic ways that are telling me this, it's so inspiring yeah. to me. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. And, and I certainly couldn't agree more. Um, and I think that's why there's like, there isn't that like, fear of like we don't we're we're not playing in fear like you can't you can't play the game of football in fear because like you'll get football's a big energy for life for me it is but uh for a lot I'm, of people. I'm sure it might yeah. have been played totally. for you but it's like you play you play football in fear of getting hurt like you will get hurt yep. you will get that's like day one football stuff it's like if you are playing scared you are going to get so badly you hurt. can't go into a tackle like 50 percent. You, you're gonna get hurt you're gonna get hurt that's life that's life wow that's life. And that, that, so I don't, I, you know, like, like, um, you gotta, you gotta take like, and, and to that, like to that point, it's like you, you gotta take risks. It's like, that's why you gotta jump and just like do like, if you're feeling the itch, to, like get out of your hometown or like to go like, to like quit your job and try something like you have to jump. Nobody is going like, like, you you don't wait for external factors to like like for if you're waiting to get a bone thrown to you or like to get the right promotion or like to get that transfer to a new job that takes you out to a new city like sometimes that'll happen sure and that works great but like you gotta take risks like you gotta jump you have to jump and 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 like I think like with that thing with life like we're not scared of like we're not scared to take those risks and we're not scared to jump um and that's big time that's because ultimately the the fear that we all have at the end of the day it's like it all can boil down to the fear of death at the end of the day right it all like Mm -hmm. that's the where it all comes down to Mm -hmm. and so when you can go to the root cause of that and live your life in a way and and trust and have that faith and build that Mm -hmm. would you say that like that takes practice to build that trust and faith is it something you felt like you always had other people around you how how does that how does yeah. that faith start playing your life uh, yeah it's a great question i mean i think like you um it's a practice yeah entirely everything that we've like talked about over the course everything that i am today has been a practice like three and a half years ago four years ago like i was not 
the person I am today. I was not in the mental state I am today. Um, I credit that to my roommates, you guys, like, um, the and the people I'm around. Like, you are the epitome. You are the average of the five people you're around, right? Like, we know this. We talk about this. We've we've been grateful for that for years, and and that. And watching the people I've been around, like watching their daily practices, like learning from them, taking what works for me from them and implementing into that. It didn't work. The It might not have worked the first 100 times, but like once you start like telling yourself these things, like, you know, thousands and thousands and implementing and like stop saying the word trying, like it first 100 times, like I couldn't stop saying, like you just naturally say it, but like you start and you start training your brain and you start using these tools, like time after time and practice after practice, these mental reps in your brain, like that's how you get, that's how we continue to grow. And that's how we continue to get better. So obviously, dude, it's a, it's a pleasure, bro. Iron sharpens iron. And I'm grateful for you to be in my life. Um, Thank you for sharing all these amazing things. And um, I just can't wait to just keep riding this journey, laughing and enjoying along the way and competing and getting after it every single day. So see you on the court. I'll see you out there on the court, brother. (laughs) Much love. Thank you.